Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, draw your strength from the Lord and from his mighty power. Put on the armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the tactics of the devil. For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, with the world rulers of this present darkness, with the evil spirits in the heavens. Therefore, put on the armor of God that you may be able to resist on the evil day and having done everything to hold your ground. With all prayer and supplication, pray at every opportunity in the Spirit. To that end, be watchful with all perseverance and supplication for all the holy ones. The Word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Someone approached Jesus and said, Teacher, what good must I do to gain eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you ask me about the good? There is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. He asked him which ones. Jesus replied, you shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all of these I have observed. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you wish to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this statement, he went away, sad, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and said, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For men this is impossible, but for God all things are possible. The Gospel of the Lord. A few hundred years after Christ lived came the Roman Empire's impending doom. Its population, due in part to sterile sex practices and abortion, had been steadily declining and there was no way to reverse it. Economic conditions in the Roman Empire were becoming dire everywhere in the 4th century. Governments confiscated earnings. Taxation was out of control. The wealth that still existed was secretly held by a few that could control the government. And morality was at an all-time low. The most depraved acts had become not only socially acceptable, they were encouraged The masses hungrily watched and cheered at the bloody slaughters in the arena where gladiators and other non-desirables were hacked to pieces. People indulged in every sort of sexual vice. With the lust came gluttony. Romans gorged themselves at banquets that featured vomitoria, rooms where people would go throw up what they just ate so they could go back and stuff themselves all over again. Quote, rarely in history has there been a society so good to flee from 
as that of the later Roman Empire. No Christian could feel at home in it. He stayed in it only out of duty. He left it with joy. The writings of the early church fathers attest to this. Their writings pulse with the desire to escape from this profoundly decadent, festering, corrupt society if they could do so without failing in essential duties. St. Anthony of the Desert is the father of monasticism. Egypt, where he was from, like everywhere else at the time, was part of the Roman Empire. He left a well-to-do life and went out to the desert to live a most austere one. He lived on bread and water, sometimes going for a few days without eating anything. He slept little and performed severe penances. He also performed manual labor, earning his own money to provide for his meager existence. Yet he lived to be 105, and he had all his teeth when he died. His biographer, St. Athanasius, wrote, His was a perfectly purified soul. No pain could annoy him, no pleasure bind him. In him was neither laughter nor sadness. The sight of the crowd did not trouble him, and the warm greetings of so many men did not move him. In a word, he was thoroughly immune to the vanities of the world. Like a man unswervingly governed by reason, established in inner peace and harmony. Thousands of others, inspired by Anthony's zeal and holiness, followed his lead. One writer called them athletes for Christ, men and women of constant prayer and mortification and contemplation to strengthen and purify. Monastic communities and hermitages arose all over Egypt and Syria, Palestine, and then spread to Italy and France. Europe, of course, rose up out of the rubble of the fallen Roman Empire, anchored by monasteries in every town. Modern minds have no use for the monastic life. They have disdain for religious zeal and holiness. They ridicule monks for running away from the world. Quote, but in truth, the world they were rejecting was both evil and dying. It mocked and discredited itself. Nothing could save it. Its rejection, so long as no Christian duty was thereby abandoned, was a rational and moral act. There was cleansing and expiation to be done. After that, God willing, a new beginning for Christendom. The monasteries would do much to make that beginning in the coming centuries. Modern minds have no use for Christianity. They mock and discredit it. But it is the evil and dying world that mocks and discredits itself. The rejection of it is the rational and moral act. There is a cleansing and an expiation to be done in order to lift us out of the rubble of a falling empire. The church needs athletes for Christ, men and women of constant prayer and mortification and contemplation to strengthen and purify it. <laughs> 